It's time for faith and life to connect. I first go before God, working on who and what I am before Him and what He's calling me to be as a husband. Where our Christian walk meets our day-to-day life. Dealing with that baggage can mean anything from delaying the marriage to dealing with the baggage. For sure. And where it's okay to laugh a little. Meaningless days, I look at. <laughs> I'm looking at meaningless days and live happily with the woman you love, and I'm trying to figure out how they wind up in the same set. <laughs> We're not saying that the marriage is meaningless. Heaven forbid we say. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for clarifying that. This is The Session with Tom Russell from Heritage Christian Counseling Ministries. What triggers your potential spouse? And that you guys both agree, yeah, they are triggers, and it is, as we grow, something we have to work through. But we're going to give you sort of the grace and space to do that. It is time for Faith and Life to Connect here on the new Shine FM. And I'm Scott here with Tom from Heritage Christian Counseling Ministries, the newly expanded Heritage yes. Christian Counseling Ministries. Uh-huh. Congratulations on the Shelby office. Thank you. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Yeah, the official ribbon cutting this week, and it was really yeah. nice to see the place. Right. You're, you're going to enjoy having those meetings on that back patio. Uh, for sure, yeah. Yeah. There's some nice space back there. Yes. Yeah, it's right next to McDonald's, too, so we have plenty to eat. (laughs) You're not going to go hungry if you do it's your own fault. (laughs) So we're going to continue honoring mothers today on the session. And before we dive into our salute and our helps for single moms, we want to jump into God's Word, Tom. Well, and Scott, out of Psalm 147, verse 3, it's just so encouraging to hear that he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. What a blessing. Yeah, absolutely. So we jump into talking about single moms today and honoring single moms right. because a single mom is just as much a mother as any other mother. That's true. Did I right. say that right? I'm afraid I said yeah, that too I fast. Think, you might, you're a fast talker, Scott, but I think it came out okay. I'm a slow learner. So So a lot of what we're going to share with you today came from Crosswalk.com. And the first thing they share is to worship first. I I guess what I used to say to my youth group was keep the main thing the main thing. The main thing. That's right. So worship first. Start your day with worship. Uh, Rick Warren talks about this. I've heard a local pastor speak on this, that we should breathe in to start the day. And when they're talking about breathing in, they're talking about receiving God's Word. That we spend time there and feeding ourselves so that we have some nourishment, some strength to go forward. So we open our hearts to God's work, in particularly the category or context of being a mother. We get strength to be a mother. We put it in perspective and realize if we don't work on our vertical relationship with God— we're not going to have the resources to be parents. And particularly for the mom, she's not going to have the strength necessary. Yeah, so we really want to encourage you. Spend time for mom. They're sort of quick to sacrifice their own stuff, including their space, including their their growth and, and taking care of themselves. Absolutely. We're saluting single moms today. And these things, Tom, can be just as much a help to any mom, but as you know, we wanted to really celebrate single moms today. That's true. So the second thing after worship first was to reach out. Yes. Well, and plan an outing with other single mothers to to encourage one another as you travel the single parent journey and look at the support that having a, a group. It's like a support group in itself. Yeah. That you can feed it off of and, and gain some of their strength. 
you know, Scripture talks about there's wisdom in a number of counselors. Well, in a sense, they are a number of counselors. I think Scripture also talks about the older women teaching the younger women. Well, you know, there's, there's benefit in that. When you have a support group, then you're not alone, as we read in the Psalms, that, that you have a better chance of your broken heart being healed because you're, you're being supported by a group. And that group knows what you're going through because they are you. Yes. As a single mom. All right, so let's, let's take a quick dive into that, Tom. How would a single mom find other single moms? Well, that's, that's really good. I think there are a number of opportunities, depending on where the child care happens. That could be one way. Maybe if they're at all involved in the school where the children go to school, they might connect with other moms and find out that way. But definitely in churches. I think without question, there are groups of, uh, of single moms that are there. And there's a number of churches in, in our area that have incredible numbers to them. I mean, they're very, very large. Um, And and so they likely might even offer uh, a support group for single moms or what way to start. You know, you can't rule out social media. I mean, you've got to be careful what you're looking at, but maybe look for a single moms group on Facebook or Instagram or Pinterest. I would think Pinterest might be a good place. Well, yeah, okay. And what a a way to start. I mean, you could even start one there and, and say, this is a singles mom's group. Yeah, yeah. I, I really like that. Nice way to start a new group, maybe on Facebook, that could do some things for the kingdom at the same time. Right. Yeah. You never know who you might get to share with that way. So the third one that's mentioned here, and we're kind of going through a thing from Crosswalk.com as we talk about single moms today, is to take time for yourself. Well, you have to prioritize yourself. As I was saying earlier, moms are so quick to sacrifice their own needs. And you might sometimes by accident find out about their needs afterward. After it's already passed, the the need isn't there anymore. But what's really important is that they have to fill their tanks also. And it's not going to happen if they don't prioritize themselves. They don't have have some kind of time that's theirs. So they should be intentional. Oh, there's a name. Oh, now you're meddling. (laughs) (laughs) And proactive in in scheduling time to, to find, and, and here's a great one, uh, an inexpensive babysitter swap. Like, what? That sounds like a weird reality show, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> so essentially what we're talking about is swapping kids with maybe another single mom. I'll take your kids for the afternoon, you go do your thing, and then you can reciprocate. Help each other. Yeah. 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 That's a great idea. Or you find maybe there's a teenager in your church that loves kids. Yeah. Maybe two or three of you could go in together. Cheaper to do the babysitter than to do it by yourself. And maybe the three of you do a ladies' night out. There we go. As long as we don't have too many children and the poor babysitter's overwhelmed and outnumbered. Yeah, you don't hit them with 10 under the age of two. (laughs) That's just not healthy for anybody. Yeah, I I see the enemy for it. It's us here. We're (laughs) surrounded by it. Oh, what did I get myself into on this one? <laughs> they make another interesting comment here, Tom. I, I like this idea. Journal how your children have blessed you. Because well, I could see this as a thing where, you know, our kids can so often be overwhelming, and I cannot right. imagine how single moms do it. 
Right. My my daughter is a single mom, but she lives at home with us. Uh huh. So she's got us as a support group. Right. A single mom that's out there on her own, I don't know how she does it. I really don't. And the idea of rather than getting overburdened and just vesuvicing all over your kids, right? Journal how they bless you. Well, and again, what we focus on in our minds grows. It gets bigger. It, it becomes more common. So that's what essentially the nuts and bolts of it in basic form is what produces a person who would say, yeah, the glass is half empty or the glass is half full. They're either more negative or they're more positive just based on what they focus on. How do you perceive life? Do you look for the evidence to say, yeah, today really stinks. This is a horrible day. (laughs) We'd be Oh, no, I wouldn't use the word Eeyore here at all. Oh, no, no. <laughs> not that I've ever had that as a nickname. No, not me. Yeah. So, I mean, it, the breaking news, Scott, it is possible <laughs> that the day could be positive. There actually could be something positive in it. What would happen if we look for the positive things? So that whole same idea is what this strategy is about. If, if you journal those things, what's really neat if you are diligent about journaling and you keep those journals, when they're headed toward graduation, it's really great. Years later, you go back on it, you look at some of the things you were thankful for. That's really incredible. And to share with with them before they get married, maybe to share with them when they're before they're having their first child. I did that in ninth grade. Okay. I, I had, it wasn't really a journal, it was a diary. Okay. I didn't have the spiritual component to it because I didn't understand that then. Uh-huh. But I, no, I was eighth grade because I was still in Battle Creek. And the I, I looked back on it when I found it. And uh-huh. I was in my 50s when I found uh, okay. it. Okay. And I looked back and I read some of the entries and I thought, <laughs> yeah, my daughter's never going to see this. And I pitched it. <laughs> this is, no, wife's not going to see that. No, not going to let it happen. Well, yeah. And on the other side, too, I, you know, I stopped and think about if we had journaled about our children, some of the good laughs. Oh, we, Yes. We could have had with it. Are you sure Mandy didn't do that or something <laughs> sitting somewhere waiting That's for possible. your 50th anniversary? Yeah. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> yeah. And, and so the Russell sarcasm would be so strong there. It would probably be very entertaining. However, not totally appropriate. <laughs> well, not for this show, but maybe for your all's anniversary. Yeah. It yeah. could be fun. Yeah. All right, so Crosswalk.com's got our material for us today on saluting single moms here on the session. And number four is to plan regular fun days. No chores projects. Yeah, yeah. And so to to plan a fun day, I think is really important, and particularly for the children who, when they might associate family time together with, oh, yeah, we got to go out and rake the leaves or pick up the twigs or do the dishes yeah or, or vacuum what do you mean wash the windows are you kidding i'm six yeah i don't want to wash no window i want to go out and play yeah so that there might be some time that's specifically like that i'm not so sure that that time should be mixed with any any kind of work however that doesn't mean that you can't have more times where you do have some kind of work project. If you do, 
the likelihood is if you have some uh, a good balance of of fun days, you'll probably have more success for with getting some project done. And you can be creative with it too. I I remember part of what my parents did was you rake the leaves, uh huh, but then you made the big pile and you got to dive into it. Oh, okay. And then we'd put it all on a blanket, take it out, and burn it in the barrel. Mm, mm-hmm, you know, so mm-hmm. it, we got the job done, we had some fun, and then I got to light a fire. There. So, you know, all things considered, it worked <laughs> out well. So that that's the history of where, <laughs> the start of your... Of my pyrotechnic <laughs> career. <laughs> and I, to this day, when we go to the cabin, I am the cabin pyro. Oh, really? I okay. am the one that's supposed to light the fire. Okay. And you can do it in it? Most of the time. Okay. Unless the wood's really wet. Okay. <laughs> that, that would make a big difference. Yes. Yeah. Really wet or really new is never a good way to try and light a fire. So that's yeah. why old oil is our friend. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> old oil. That's interesting. <laughs> There's a blessing here uh, that you have from Arise Ministries, a blessing for a couple of blessings, actually, for single moms. This is addressed to the single mom that you are the greatest because you set the course of your children's path. By the age of three, now imagine that, by the age of three, 85% of the child's brain is wired. Mom, you are the real brain developer. The queen of the cranium. Right, so we're talking about the development of it, the physiological development is there, so from three moving forward is when the growth begins to take place. Well, you know, I think there's some research out there. I, I may have shared this before. It was amazing when um, we toured the University of Texas bookstore. The pictures, they were like three-year-old's books about how to be a longhorn. Well, of course, you know, we had to tease Mandy about that. <laughs> and mom's like, well, honey, you know, too, if we went to the Ohio State bookstore, there would be how to be a Buckeye for three-year-olds. But the implication is, the research suggests, that they are already beginning to learn at that early age. Well, I mean, you could probably even go back into the womb and some of the things that they experienced, I don't know how I want to say this, they have some understanding they or awareness of what was going on. So I think they've been learning ever since they flopped out. <laughs> <laughs> My daughter is still a University of Kentucky fan. Okay. And we left Lexington when she was 18 months old. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I know exactly what you mean. She still is an avid UK follower. Her and my sister uh-huh. are constantly swapping things and presents and all that kind of stuff. It's UK this, UK that. And I'm but like, okay, whatever. What's really important about that, though, is look at the implication of coming to know Jesus. Mm-hmm. And if if by four or five years old, they're on some kind of screen shooting at something. What are they actually learning? Right. And that's what's the probability or the prognosis of them coming to know Jesus? I think some research says that window of opportunity by the age of 12. If they haven't come to know the Lord by 12, the probability starts to go down. Dramatically. Yeah. Yeah. And thus the importance of praying with your baby. Yeah. In the womb and while you've got her, got the baby in the nursery. Yes. So, moms, you have a really important job that you're doing. Yeah. And it, and it is a, a big job. And, and I think Tom and I want you to know that, that you are valued by God for doing that job. Amen. Yes. One more blessing to share, Tom. Okay. You are the greatest because you understand the profession of motherhood. and it, It's about intentional influence. 
In other words, you are proactive. Oh, there's that. Oh, oh. see, you're meddling again. <laughs> so you actually plan is a part of you. But also, I think, Scott, for moms, it's an instinct for them. They just know to do good things for their children. You're the one who seeks healing from your own past. And this is so important. You're the one who intentionally models by exhibiting a positive presence in the home. You're the one who's going to be the model. They're going to see it. And I think it's true, and maybe in some ways unfortunate, that moms tend to set the emotional climate of the household. You know, if mom's not happy, no Mom ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. <laughs> There's some truth to that, but but yet it's... There's just something about it because she is so giving and she is so connected into other people's lives in the family. So she has the opportunity to speak blessings and they really have an impact. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not saying dads don't, but I, I also I think it's really important that we realize they set a tone for the family that, that's really powerful. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, I know we're talking to moms today that you know, maybe you're listening to this and going, yeah, I'm a single mom, and no, that's not the way it's gone. Mm-hmm. It might be that sitting down with a Christian counselor would be a good idea to help you get on that track. And right. I know at the heart of heritage is family absolutely, and legacy and what you're leaving for the next generation, which is your kids. That's true. So let's talk about getting getting to... Uh, to reach you how can they get a hold of tom to chat you're laughing already having asked you for a phone number the number in mansfield is 419-526-5523 the number in ashland is 419-496-0007 and the new number in the shelby office is 567 844-0036. Eight four four zero zero three six. Very good, Tom. Wow. That was great. <laughs> Love it. And a new website for Heritage as well. It's Heritage Christian Counseling Ministries dot com. Next week we will wrap up our salute to moms. I think we're going to do that by talking to young and first time moms. Yes, I think's what we're going to do. So join us next week. And remember, you can follow us anytime on the podcast network at shinefmohio.com. dot com. <laughs>